Hello everyone and welcome to Toronto Rock Total Access. I'm Mike Hancock and we welcome back this week the one and only Colin Doyle. Doyle, how are you doing? Good, thanks Mike. Sorry I missed a week or two there. Just been crazy busy. I think it was uh, just a week, Doyle. Just one week? (laughs) Yeah. Well. uh, I think, right? We were here the week before. Yeah. Let's go ahead. Yeah, yeah, anyway, it's, it's good to be back. My apologies to all our loyal listeners out there it is good to be back and it seemed better to be back to uh to discuss the hottest team in the league so i'm excited uh, to have our chat today and to speak with challen and break a few things down i was away in nashville this weekend so i got a little bit of a the music on my mind so, so a lot of the questions uh-huh. uh, a lot of my questions today for yourself intermittently and then chow will be based on some music so we'll just kind of weave that into it i got the bug after visiting this great town was this a uh, lacrosse-related trip or this was a not. vacation? This An was actual a, a vacation. little getaway, yeah. Wow. It, it was nice. It, uh, I've never been, heard great things, uh, overdid it a little bit, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, I love music. Not a huge country fan, but uh, almost got me coming home with, with boots and hat. So uh, it was, uh, it was really? a fun trip. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll weave some musical questions in today, I feel like. Hockey not? game down there? There was a hockey game. They played the Blues. I didn't go. Didn't go. No, I wouldn't. I couldn't be bothered. I was in the middle of a my fifteenth set of uh, of bands, I think, and uh, I just yeah, I didn't have much interest. Really? Not for me. No. Huh. But there was a lot of buzz. The the hockey arena being right downtown at the end of the strip there yeah. was really cool. Tons of we talked uh, last week about Vegas. This was the same kind of vibe. A lot of Blues fans in there. Yeah. Obviously, proximity has something to do with it, but. Uh, probably one of those towns that you take the four days, you go see your hockey team play, and you you uh, rock out and enjoy the city. Couldn't help but think, great town for an NLL team. Another great town. Add it to the list. What was the main spot there? Oh, there isn't. There, there. I it, thought what was the, the all the hockey guys always talk. Oh, about maybe one. I wouldn't know. Tootsies? Legends. Tootsies, yeah, yeah, we went to the rooftop at Tootsies. Yeah, yeah. We had ourselves a nice afternoon. It was a little chillier than it should have been, but still everything's yeah. so packed. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Tootsies was great. Uh, we went to, I mean, we went to a million. I, I wouldn't, but uh, it, it, what was the, uh, it'll come back to me, but we enjoyed the best music at this one bar. I'll, it'll come to me. I, again, I'm not all that familiar with country music stars, but we had a great time. It's good to be back. And in between and it was just all live that, live music everywhere, over and over all the time, yeah. everywhere all really? the time and huh. almost all the same genre mostly country they would slide in some kind of unique blends of some popular songs of the time or from the past play to the crowd but it was just music and each bar had like four floors and a rooftop so each floor had a different band playing and the later in the day the better the bands got you know the lower to the ground the better the bands got you kind of figured that stuff out but uh, as long as you get yourself a seat, there was uh, there wasn't a bad band, so it was hmm. fantastic. Sounds fun. Highly recommended. So that's hope. Let's let's get an NLL team there next. <laughs> All right. Off topic. My apologies. Coach that's, and GM Colin Doyle. If it's in Nashville, that would be a bad mix. <laughs> yeah. mm, no, no, right. that, that's okay. not a good. Um. <laughs> All right, so let's talk rock. Let's talk lacrosse. Warriors. I mean, when you said we're going to talk about the hottest team in the NLL, I thought you were going to say the number one power ranked team by Shanny, the Philadelphia Wings. But I guess we'll settle for the Rock. I don't know how they're not sitting atop of that <laughs> ranking. I, Shanny, I, I have got a problem with that. So yeah, I, I just think they're starting to be the team that I think we hoped they would all become, and and albeit kind of fighting some injuries and everything else. It just seems that uh, the mix right now is working offensively, defensively, and Nick, again, you know, not much you can say. He's rolling. And, uh, again, he's quieting all those naysayers, and I I hope to hear less and less of it as the year goes on. And I believe as long as he can keep that up, you know, this this team has a great chance. And we won't get ahead of ourselves here. Um, You know, they they beat up on a team that, in my opinion, they should have beat up on. And uh, they did it. So – They've got a tough stretch. They're looking down a tough stretch ahead here and to tell us a lot about the team. But if they start to, you know, recover a bit, get some bodies back and and continue to grow and, you know, see what they're going to become, this could be this could be a team that can be in the championship conversation if they aren't already. Yeah, and, you know, the wins of late, uh, last week on the podcast talked a little bit about this with head coach Matt Sawyer, but you know, last week going into the game, they're sitting there at five and two. They're in third place in the North Division and are actually the number seven 
seed for the playoffs with the new format. It would have been on the road in Buffalo had the playoffs started last week type of thing. Uh, they would have been on the road in Buffalo to start the playoffs, which was wild. And now, you know, they have the best winning percentage in the league right now at 750, along with Halifax. Both teams sitting at 6-2. and two. They've got the head-to-head tiebreaker. We can say they're in first. Philly's got more win. This, you know, everybody's played this uneven number of games. But you just, I think, have to look right now as, you know, in the last few weeks, the Rock have beat Halifax, Buffalo, and taking care of business the way they should have, like you said, against Vancouver. And it's tough right now, I think, to say anything but that the that the rock are number one right now i I would agree wholeheartedly i I don't think there's any doubt their schedule's been uh, i think in my opinion a little bit more difficult than that of uh, philly uh philly will get their chance obviously to to prove themselves as will the rock like i said they're looking at halifax saskatchewan calgary buffalo colorado and then they get philly so this is a stretch you know calgary will start to get healthy get some of their bodies back they're they're going to compete for this championship just because they've got great goaltending they're well coached and they got they've got what's needed there to to compete uh everybody believes halifax still a contender so we're going to go out there and try to win that you know win that season series on the road and then you got you know saskatchewan who is always in the conversation and by the time we see buffalo again they may have some bodies back as well and if you're a Bandit fan, you're saying, well, the Rock kind of beat up on a, on a banged-up Bandit team. And I respect that. They, they were significantly banged up. But the Rock is taking care of business. There's nothing here for you and I to sit down and say, look, this is concerning. There's absolutely nothing at this point, in my opinion, that you know concerns me. If we were nitpicking, we would talk a little bit about the production on the left side again. But um, the way the offense is rolling, it just may be the way it is. And when they get Adam back... Adam's going to get, you know, his two or three a game and then have some big nights along the way just by product of power play, open space, time and space, and, and et cetera, et cetera. He won't disrupt any of the flow offensively. And as we talked off air, it seems as though Robbie has put his stake in the ground and said, this is going to be my team. I'm going to carry this load here. And since probably game four of this year, game three maybe, he's been the best offensive player in this league. We'll quickly recap uh, what happened in the Rock Vancouver game uh, just to run through it quickly. But I thought in the early going, it felt a lot like uh, the game that Buffalo and Vancouver played the week before on the Friday night where Vancouver stuck around early, but eventually the better team kind of pulled away. And I think we saw that happen again. Nick Rose was phenomenal again, made the saves he had to make at the right times, uh, obviously allowing just seven goals against not even his best game this year in terms of goals against six against in San Diego. And I think we can still probably uh, pinpoint that as his best game of the year still was probably the game in San Diego. The game against Buffalo is right there too, I think as well, but the loss in Buffalo as well. He was spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think now you see him starting to climb the ranks in terms of the goals against and save percentage leaders in the league and, and starting to enter obviously like he seems to do every year around this time, the goaltender of the year conversation. And then you turn to Robbie Hellier. I mean, it's his bobblehead night on Saturday. Everybody's feeling good, fired up. He scores the first goal of the game and just gets rolling and ends up scoring six. Um, you know, the sock trick, a few socks get thrown out on the floor, which was kind of fun to see. Unfortunately, the referees didn't love it and radioed up uh, to us uh, or had the timekeepers radio up to us in the booth to announce that should anyone else throw anything on the floor, it would result in a bench minor Come for the Rock, on. which I was really kind of surprised at that it, it, cause there was, I think three or four socks came on the floor total. <laughs> didn't this so, invent the sock trick? Yeah, it is a lacrosse thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's one of those things where it's not that well known because it while it's a lacrosse thing, it really doesn't happen very often. No. Like often at all, really, I think. Let alone on your bobblehead night. Yeah, I know. So it was kinda of, it was, you know, a perfect storm anyway. So it was it was neat to see the fans uh participate in that and, and the people who connect with it, obviously the hardcore fans that kinda of make that connection. I know I made the announcement that it was a sock trick and I think maybe that kinda of triggered a few things too, but um, it would have been ugly if those bobbleheads sort of started flying down, eh? Yeah. That would have been like uh, <laughs> yeah. Costanza's idea of the Bridgeport or the Bridgestone Tire Day at uh, Yankee Stadium. Or what was the other movie in uh, basketball? Remember, on <laughs> a terrible right. thing that yeah. happened on Dozen Egg Night. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been something. Uh, but how uh, how happy are we and how happy is everybody for Robbie to do that on such a big night? And, 
So, um, yeah, and you're right. The bobblehead looks amazing. So yeah. kudos it, to him. He, Robbie, to touch on his play again lately, he's now at 26 goals, which ties him for the league lead with Mitch Jones. Robbie's played two less games. Uh, so he's right there to possibly win a, a league's goal scoring title. And, you know, right now on the pace, he's on 26 through eight games. You know, he's pacing out to top the 50 goal mark for the first time in his career and become only the second guy in rock history to do that. Brad he, Hickey. Brad Hickey, the only other guy to do it. So um, it, it you seems... could have done it. I was looking back. I think you had 45 in a 16 game schedule. Yeah. I, so yeah. that's the thing that that's also the thing that skews a lot of this scoring now. Sure so those two extra games and well, and for uh, some eight, more than eight yeah, extra games. Yeah. I think my first <laughs> season was twelve games. Yeah. So yeah, it certainly skews it, but it don't take away from the fact no. that some of these players are certainly gifted scorers. That's, um, it, you know, but I want to say Robbie keeps going. Sorry, you can, yeah, go ahead, <laughs> Robbie. Robbie keeps going like this. I think he's got a. I mean, MVP talk has got to start at some point here, especially if. If the Rock can get these next few games or two out of the next three, some some kind of mix there because the schedule's not easy and some of this is on the road to at Halifax, at Saskatchewan, two tough places to play as we've seen already. So, and MVP speaks to carrying the load when others are down. Yeah, and that's essentially what's happened. And I feel like it. You know, we had him on the show here a couple of weeks ago. It's not just his knee that's feeling. I feel like there's a mindset with Robbie right now. Um, and we briefly touched on it with him, yep. and he seemed pretty, pretty confident that this is how it was going to be, and he's delivered. And uh, you put your money where your mouth is. And when you talk about MVPs, you usually talk about goalies or the highest scores from the best teams in the league. So if everything keeps trending where it should be, to, in my opinion, both those guys should be in the conversation. Um, again, it will be the furthest thing from either one of their minds, but it would be certainly, as a Rock fan, it would be pretty exciting to have an MVP uh, in-house. Uh, it's It's been a long time. And I, there is some excitement that comes with that, but I know the focus from both of those guys, along with everybody else, would be getting this team on a great playoff run and getting into that championship game. You can't discount what Dan Dawson's done, and I think the Schreiber injury may have helped Danny feel more comfortable stepping in. Uh, and I feel like he's been more of a more of a threat scoring than I can remember in a long time. He feels confident being an option out there, uh, but he's certainly he's certainly been a big big piece of this thing clicking so well so do you do you get concerned about the left side not not chipping in a bunch if you're hanging 14 goals you're getting your four or five out of transition and the righties are carrying the load I don't think you get too concerned about it you know that those goals will pick up when Adam comes back and for now you take what you get and what we're getting is good so keep it rolling it's good to see Johnny Palace get a goal Reed Reinhold seems to chip in one at with with a goal at a key time it seems like in games and uh, I think you also can't overlook the defensive effort by this team. They didn't really give Vancouver much of anything. And while Vancouver's offense isn't quite as deep as, as some other teams in the league, they still have obviously a pretty dangerous guy, Mitch Jones, there, which they were able to, you know, kind of limit to some degree, right? But um, I just think, you know, the, the shots on goal were in a nice, comfortable spot, I think. And. Rosie made the saves when he needed to, and just, you know, some of the guys, like Brad Cree picks up a couple of assists, has, you know, I think four cause turnovers. He, he does Burns his job. Burns gets three points. Yeah, Burns scores a goal in transition. Dominic gets a goal in transition. Like, they're, they're just they're getting it from everywhere right now. There's not really a spot, like, you know, you can say, like you were saying, you don't want to nitpick against the lefties at all, you know, but even then you get a couple of goals from that side, and, and it's enough. Right, hey, so well, you scored fourteen, so they're they're doing it right. Whatever yeah. it is they're doing, it may not always end up in production. I think we've had conversations on this pod where you get concerned because not only do the point totals look um, vacant, but you just feel like they're not doing much to create space. They're not doing much to keep their defenders busy, so that the rights can go to work. It seems right now the way that it's unfolding, everybody's doing their job perfectly because we've had uh, we've had a good stretch here. And like I said, they're going to get tested. Uh, a win in Halifax this coming weekend will not be easy. Um, and then they roll into Saskatchewan the next week, and then they get Calgary at home, uh, and then, the, uh, of course, the Bandits. So this four-game stretch will tell us a lot. And I think seeding-wise, like you said, you know, winning this division is, is going to be more important as this season goes on. And I think, you know, in the next three weeks – four weeks they can get two season series with both yep. teams that they're going obviously going to be competing with for that first seed so the importance is massive we don't know where the injuries lie 
Um, at this point, you know, obviously their mindset has been next man up. That's continued to roll. It's been great. So uh, when people get healthy, uh, hopefully they kind of slide back in and continue to chip in. So very exciting time to be a Rock fan. And like I said, I normally don't do the storyline thing with you, but I'm on board for, for both of those <laughs> players starting to get some love. That's good. That's good. And, uh, you know, let's hope it continues. We're a long way away from the end of the season, and, you know, anything can happen. But One quick thing I want to touch on, sorry, to just dial back one more time. Zach Manns, we talked about the lefties not producing – as much as the righties will say right now, whatever we don't, again, don't want to nitpick against that, but Zach Mann's had two or three glorious chances. And I think he's a little bit of confidence and a little bit of experience away from, from stringing together some big games here because he is still getting himself some really, really good scoring opportunities. And they just didn't drop against Vancouver, but there was a few times where it was, it was, you just thought he was gonna, he's gonna turn that corner and he's getting so close to doing that. And I wouldn't be surprised if it happens at some point in the next couple games where he has another, another big night where he pops two or three. I feel like Zach, and we should have asked him this on the, I feel like he's a more comfortable shooter from the outside than he is from the inside because I, yeah, I've maybe. seen it more yeah. and more often. When he's in tight, he doesn't have near the amount of success. Yeah. that he has from kind of that mid to long range where he's got time and space to step into one. That's that's very odd to find in a shooter. So we'll have to get an answer to that. And obviously, if he is struggling in tight a bit to finish it, then the confidence starts to wane. But I just feel like from what I've seen from him, he's so much more confident catching it and shooting it, which is insane to think because most shooters would love to be on top of yeah. the doorstep. that maybe his mindset's just different. But I agree with you. His confidence, his confidence hasn't waned at all throughout this. So he'll have another big night, yeah. and, and let's hope it's it's a big night when we need it. Because if I'm – obviously, if I'm coaching against this team right now, it's slide package heavy, don't let the rights beat us, make those lefties beat us. End of story, however a team wants to implement that. Um, Robbie can't go for six, Dan can't go for seven points, and Chow can't get us two. So they're not going to burn you on the power play, so you're going to see like what – buffalo did a few weeks ago with that inverted diamond where they're just basically making a left to beat mm-hmm. them you're going to see more of that and then you you can expect to see a ton more of early slides coming to those righties just basically saying if we're going to lose to this team uh reinhold pop um mans and dan craig and craig are going to yeah. beat us so uh, it will come at some point it's bound to so uh if those chances keep coming you know they'll put them in so just just got to believe that and we got to find a defense that can stop our right side first. All right, we're going to take a short break here. We'll welcome Challen Rogers in. And then in the back half of the show, we've got uh, a couple of fan engagement segments that we've got to do. We've uh, we had some mail, actually, the last time you were here, but we didn't touch on it. I, we totally forgot to get to it. And the second one was an answer to a Robbie Hellyer question about who is the longest tenured athlete, professional athlete in Toronto. We got a little bit of an answer uh, from that as – one of our uh, loyal listeners dug that uh, piece of trivia up for us, so we'll we'll touch on that as well in the back half of the show. So stay with us. More Toronto Rock Total Access to come. Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. I am Mike Hancock, along with Colin Doyle, and we now welcome in the captain of the Toronto Rock, Challen Rogers. Challen, how are you doing today? Wonderful. 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 The captain looks tired. The captain looks tired and uh, maybe even a bit perturbed. We got him out of bed a bit early today. Uh, I, for one, can apologize. I know uh, you were here on time to get started, and uh, so was I. That leaves two. That leaves two one out of the three out of us. The wor- you know, the worst part is, like, I was going to take a little nap on the couch, maybe jump in the tub, maybe have a shower, but didn't know when I was getting the call. You sit in limbo. Now, hold on. 10. Can you do that after this is over? Do you have time to work that in? Yeah, it won't be the same. It, w- it won't. Because <laughs> I was cold this morning, walking in from outside. And if some of his answers are a little off today, you know, just blame Mike. I'm going to get things started. I don't <laughs> like right. I, yeah, Everybody's ahead. unhappy with you, so I'm going to get things started. <laughs> hey, Na- I was just telling Mike in our opening, I was down in Nashville this week. Great town. Are you a music, a fan of music, Challen? I am a fan of music. What kind of music do you listen to? Tell the fans. All of it. Okay. I could go from summer hits of the 90s, so, which used to be my Pandora <laughs> go-to. Hits. I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> Three favorite songs of all time. Wow. And, and if you can answer this one, who was the last band you saw live? Last band I saw live was Rufus DeSoul. And? 
I, that was at Red Rocks. Oh yeah, that was unbelievable. Um, top three songs. We can go top three bands if you want, but I no. I always like songs. How about we do bands and we'll come back? I'll let you think about the songs. And Mike, you're welcome to chime in with your three favorite bands too. <laughs> All right, I'll throw one out there. I'm listening. Kings of Leon. Okay. You seen them live ever? Yes, a few times. Okay. Big fan. And? Um, two more. Two more. It's That's, not easy, is no, it? it's not. You want Mike to mix in a lacrosse question See, while I we think? Like, I, but I feel like when you listen to a lot of music, is it like, I, I don't know. There, I, I feel I'm like more, it's tough to pin it's like not. three. No? It, no. It, I'm a big fan of music. I listen to all genres. I have, if anybody asked me my favorite song, I could name it like that. No questions. Yeah. You know, it would get hard if you had to go work your way to the top 10 or if you're doing bands. I feel like you got to, and I feel like times have changed. I feel like younger generation don't fall in love with bands as much because they come and go with the music. I feel like our generation and mo- even more so the generation before us uh, really but was are there tied as many to bands. Bands now, like bands. Well, like I don't know. I don't really listen to new age music. Like I do oh, with you're my fans k- of all genres. Yeah, I am. Oh, new but age. Genre. But I know I know who they are, but I don't necessarily like them. And the only time I really have to listen to them is if my kids are in the car. But I don't mind some of it, but I certainly fall back to my go-tos, just like we all do. Anyway, I'm always curious to hear these things. So, Chalon, maybe during our conversation, you can think of two other bands that you love. I think the fans would be interested to hear it. Yeah. Oasis, Live Forever, best song ever. There you go. I said yeah. it. Didn't have to think. <laughs> you a fan of country music? Yeah. I saw a lot of country music this weekend. It was awesome best place to see it yeah you been no gotta go gotta go i said what i was telling mike earlier we gotta have a uh we gotta have an nll team there it's quite a town yeah yeah anyway we'll move on <laughs> colin slid his resume in for coach and gmr no i said that's no. not oh, the, okay. I, I shouldn't apply there in vegas i'd <laughs> <laughs> be broke uh and familyless do we want to talk about the what game? You, yeah, you said. Did you say you were going to throw a lacrosse question? No, in I don't. That was on me. Challenge the offense is like okay. Hey, challenge the <laughs> offense is rolling. How do you like playing offense? Like, what do you want me to do here? Like, I, I feel like we all know uh, that the offense has been playing real well. The team's playing real well. I imagine Challenge feels good about it. Um, so, if you have a question outside, how did of that, you feel about the review on your one goal? And it took a long time. Did you know you were in the crease? Uh, no. Okay. And then I got to the bench and I heard Maddie say, that one's coming back. So then I just kind of <laughs> And then it took really, it And then it was a pretty lengthy review. Yeah. Were you at any point, are you ever like, hey, guys, I know, like, let's move on? Uh, I, know I, I was, was just yelling increase. inconclusive. Do the, inconclusive. Yeah, do, the uh, do go to that quite comment. a bit now, yeah. Reviews not seem to be dragging a bit this year? Have you noticed or no? They seemed like that last game. There have been, and I think the last game, unfortunately, that there was a few of them in such a short amount of time in the game against Vancouver that it really, like, it hit you one after the other. There was maybe, what, like a minute or two between each one, and each one was kind of long, and then there was one that was long, there was one play, and then TV timeout. Then, yeah. So it, it it really felt really long, those. And I've we've seen some comments, not on social, obviously, that these reviews take a long time, but... I I think it's just a matter of I think in some cases I don't know I I don't know the best way to handle it if if it is time to have you know when if the resources are possibly there to have a war room type situation where there's some other review going on rather than just the official right there on the spot kind of thing in the timekeeper's box in front of everybody that there is something where this stuff's getting reviewed a little bit more immediately in real time so the decisions can come quicker rather than the play goes on, the flag goes across, the referee goes and gets it, he sets up, he asks for the replay, whatnot. If there's some kind of centralized hub in each arena, I think at this point, where there is maybe an off-floor person handling those reviews. They've got to clean it up. <laughs> Chow, how do you feel about that? I, I feel I like feel, Colin uh, and I were just doing our own. Well, I feel like they do need it, to but, clean it up because as yeah. a fan of the game, that takes too long, takes away from the flow of this game. The biggest selling feature of lacrosse has always been the flow. Having the refs mic'd up just gives them an opportunity to want to talk more, and that's part of this problem too. And I love the referees. I got no beef at all there, and I don't mind them being mic'd up a little, but I think sometimes they carry on a bit much just because of the fact they are mic'd up. But as a fan, I do think uh, – it's either got to be cleaned up or removed altogether or, like you said, a central war room. It's It takes – and the fact that you can't move uh, TV timeout up, 
I think hurts it too because then you like the timing of these things sometimes falls to a six, seven, eight minute delay in the game, and I don't think that's good. Yeah, it's stack three or four of those together, and then it's just what's going on. That's here? right, right? Just keep it moving. Yeah. You know, if it was a close call and it didn't go your way, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll have this conversation another day, but uh, we don't need to drag Challen into it. But as a fan of the game, it is it is tough. It is tough to watch. And I think the one challenging, another challenging thing for the officials, sorry to go back to this, but just the, the camera yeah, angles. I feel like we were cutting it camera off. Angle, <laughs> camera angles and what's available in different buildings. And not only, you know, you're, you're talking about something that's happened, like on the floor, right, where guys can be standing in front of or a guy's arm. I think there was one, uh, I think McCready's goal that got called back. Like as from one of the angles that probably would have been the best angle was – you know, Damon's falling, I think, and his yeah. arm was kind of on the ground blocking, uh, I think it was McCready's shoe kind of thing. It, it was just, it's a tough sport in general, I think, to have reviews in because of camera angles and, and again, where guys are lying all over the place and flying. Anyway, so I, it's not easy. I don't think there's quite a simple cut and dry answer to the whole problem, as we have now explained. <laughs> Jalen, you're from uh, Vancouver. <laughs> Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> You're from Vancouver. Uh, do you? I, I don't. I don't know this. Are there a lot of good friends of yours on that Vancouver team? No, I didn't think so. Is there any part of you that wishes that? Uh, and, and obviously, you're happy in Toronto. There's no question there. Is there any part of you that that uh, wishes at some point? Uh, you know, you could play at home. Is there? Do you feel that at all? Um, no, not really. I think you know, being away from home so so much over, I guess, the past however long um i've just kind of gotten used to being away and um being drafted here and everything here you know right now my life's here and a lot of um <clears throat> you know teammates met my girlfriend here um you know it's just it seems that my life's here now and that's okay for the time being and yeah. you know futuristically i'll cross those bridges when it comes but i'd love to obviously retire as toronto rock and um you know yeah, I always wondered that. I mean, did the was the NLL in Vancouver when you were growing up? Like when you were a lax rat? Like were oh, they yeah. they were around? Yeah, my mom used to be. A, I don't even know what it is. A chauffeur, I guess. Not a chauffeur, but she used to sell fifty fifty tickets at Ravens games. So I'd have season tickets and right. be at every game. Yeah. Um, speaking of your history. Uh, you're an Adnac. You, you come from the Adnac system, the Coquitlam Adnac, a suburb of Vancouver. Obviously, a big, a big lacrosse community. If you could, if you had to, if I made you say, uh, give me a five-player all-star team, all-time Adnac team, who would be on it? That's a good question. Because um, you, you were a lax rat. You said you know the Adnacs in and out, <laughs> and you were obviously a graduate of the system, and uh, you followed them. Who, who would be, who would be the top five in a goalie to to be on your all-time Adnac team? Senior or junior? Either. Ah, that makes it even harder. Um, <laughs> junior would be too easy, wouldn't it? Because you went to senior games as well, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. No, it's going to be um, any Adnac. Any Adnac. Dallas Elliott. Okay. Played, played Over your boy? Delves. Yes, yeah. Right. See, it's hard already. I'm sure it is. But I like it. I respect that. Um, hmm, Got to probably throw two D guys out there. Yeah? Let's go... Pack oil. Got to be coil. Yeah. Um, you know, he might not be top five skill-wise, but it's a guy that I grew up watching and just kind of loving his game was <laughs> Bruce Murray. <laughs> the he, was a, he was an all-time Adnax. Absolutely was. Cap, long-time captain of the yeah. senior Adnax, too. Just, just would watch him chop down trees in games. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce would be happy you said that. <laughs> um, offensively? Gotta say you, don't I? I remember. You don't have to say anything. I, I'll I, say how many years. Were I'll you say there? you. Seven. Seven. Yeah. Wow. I'll say you. I remember going around the locker room there, getting autographs. I think I still have whatever they're called. <laughs> the programs. Programs. Oh yeah. <laughs> Everyone with blonde hair. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You're in there. Um. Mouse. I'll go mouse. Did Did you ever play for Mouse? Mm. He never coached there, did he? Uh, the juniors. He did. He coached 2010 when they won, and then 2011, and then he was kind of brought in when we'd go to Mintos. Right. Um, yeah, him and 
None of your none of your crew here. You well, gotta I'll go Bergy, don't you? Yeah, I'll go Bergy. Yeah, okay. He'll he'll be my one young guy. And you you omit that. yourself. I guess yeah. you have to. You yeah. sound like a prick. But I mean, that could have went a lot of different ways. Sure. You got Churchy, Ben, Bergy, defensively, Jeff Cornwall, Mike Messenger. See, next time you come in, you're gonna yeah. have a whole you're gonna have a whole new team. Yeah. That's good, man. I always Defends on the day. This is an ad neck for life, Mike. It'd be like asking you the all-time Bulldog team. It'd be tough. Uh, on another episode. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> is there any specific memories of Colin, then, that stick out? Going to watch him play? The hair? The hair. Yeah, definitely the hair. You guys had some great hair. No longer, eh? <laughs> <laughs> you just got to dive blonde. We'll all come back. I don't think that'll be the case. <laughs> but nothing about experiences or any games. Well, that the palace stick out. used to be packed. I How remember. old were you then? Um, like this is kind of ninety nine through two thousand seven, kind of ninety nine. I was five. Man, I was seven, thirteen. Were you there when uh, the Adnax won the Man Cup? I was. I was. I was a big lax rat. Yeah, I thought you were. That's why I have all these lax rat questions for you. My buddy Cole Schaefer, who I grew up playing with, he uh, he lived down the street from the palace. So we just kind of doing lax rat things in the backyard, and then we just walk up for the senior games. One of the places, if you're a lax fan, one of the places you got to visit for sure is the Palace on Poirier in Coquitlam. Hmm. It looks a lot different than a lot different, but it's still got a little bit of this. It's got it's got a it's got a lot of history there, no doubt about it. Hmm. I remember those blue seats. Mm-hmm. If you bring a ball back, you'd get a candy bag. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it all. See, <laughs> see, that's an old school thing too, though. That just seemed to die because I feel like it used to be. It was always you took a took the ball back to a snack bar. You got a bag of chips, or Slice even to the or a dollar or a loony oh, yeah. or something. If you brought it to the timekeepers, that just died. You know where that's, all those that's balls? Weird. That's a funny. You know where all those balls ended up? <laughs> Tim Large's garage. <laughs> That is a fact. I've heard this. I read it on the internet. And Tim Large has 250,000 lacrosse balls in his garage. As soon as you started talking there, I knew where that was going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know the beef I got with Tim. You see it firsthand. Oh, <laughs> talk wow. about uh, Talk about Robbie a little bit and uh, what you've seen. Obviously, we, we touched on it earlier. And from a fan's perspective, he seems to have uh, – his mindset just seems to be – Real driven right now. Have you noticed anything changing him at all, or is this just something that uh, kind of was just just time before it happened? I think it was just time before it happened. Um, you know, I, I was listening to uh, Lacrosse Classified yesterday in his interview, and, um, you know, he talks a lot about playing as a group, and I think offensively that's kind of what we're doing. But him specifically, I mean, what can't you say about him? He's – He's putting this offense on his shoulders, and um, you know he's a guy that I've learned from since I've gotten here, and and a uh, great leader for us. And um, you know, watching him have success right now is really, really fun to be a part of. That's good. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like I said, there just isn't a whole lot of negative right now. <clears throat> we tried to pick something apart. We we were desperate. We feel like you know, as analysts, as fans. Uh, the good times are rolling, but you you stare down a stretch here where there will be a lot at stake. You know, potentially could take the season series with with Halifax this coming weekend. Then you got to go into Saskatchewan, which is never easy. And then you got Calgary at home, who's going to be hopefully you know fully stacked by then with their injuries coming back. And then you've got the Bandits, so uh, a lot will be dictated here. And we know this all too well. We could be having a conversation in four weeks, and it looks a lot different. So I guess all I want to say is congratulations. Keep it rolling as a fan and as as an analyst, I guess. Uh, it's been fun to watch and to see you guys overcome these injuries and kind of develop into the team that we we all thought you guys were going to be. It's been pretty exciting. So keep it up. Good luck. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks right. for coming in so early. We, I, I do appreciate this? it. <laughs> we're not. Done, we all we? appreciate it. No, well, you haven't given me your other two oh, bands. Yeah. All right. Well, I was actually thinking about this because during our referee talk, I was going to cut in and say something. <laughs> 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 but you you said that bands are like dead now or like. Yep. Our generation, because it's more artists, in a way, you know? Like, band-wise, like, the genre would probably be, like, rock, that area. And then, you know, like, you got your rap, your hip-hop, your whatever else there is. It's more artists, you know? Well, I mean, if somebody asked me who's your favorite rapper, I, without a, I'd say Eminem. 
like without even a breath. Yeah. He'd be my favorite rapper. I have favorites in all genres. But I mean, when you're at, when somebody asks you, Hey, who are your favorite bands? I mean, they can be an artist or a band. It could be whatever you want. It can be a blues band. It could be whatever you're into. But I feel like people should be able to list that. It could be tough, but I'll go J Cole. Who's that rapper? Okay. Yeah. There's HBO documentary. That I watched when I was at college, and it's just sick. So, okay. Big fan of his. Gonna have to put that on my HBO list. Yep. And then um, I'll go Rolling Stones. Really? Yeah. Mike, you got three favorites? I don't think I do. To be honest with you, I feel like I dance around with music so much all over the place that like I, I don't have a particular favorite genre, and I feel like so much of mine is tied to sports, like just in general, and... I know this is gonna sound weird, but like arena. So Queen, Queen is your favorite. No, band. not really. Like I, I, I do love ACDC. I've never seen them live. Probably never will get a chance to. But, um, like there's certain songs that have been tied to different sport. Like a lot of stuff with bulldogs and stuff like that. Like music and that. Like the stuff. That, but that's what music's for. Yeah, like that's re- but it's not anything that's like oh that's a great song. It's like it, it has brings back for good something. memories. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, stuff like that. I have a lot of those. A lot yeah. of my junior years, we had just bangers for the summer. Right, and then you had all that. You have the summer of your life, and if you hear that song, it immediately brings you back to that point. And I think yeah. music does that above all else. Sports to a certain degree. But I feel like music does that, you know, better than anything. So that's good. Uh, I did have one other question for Challen. I know that, you know, we've been working on the camps here for years. I, I, if you could play another professional sport, what would you play in what position? Oh, another good question. Um, I feel like I think it's going to be basketball. I don't think no, so. No, I, okay. I'm, I'm going to put it in my head, and if he says what I think he says. Uh, See, I grew up never playing hockey, so – as a kid growing up, I wanted to be a hockey goalie. So that was, you know, that in my head, that was one of them. But I've kind of gotten into football a lot lately, and I feel like that would be that would be the one. Because you can throw the football over them there, Mountains. I've seen it. This guy <laughs> could throw a football. He's our Uncle Rico. He, is, he, well, he could totally Over be. If he shaved that beard, just kept that mustache. <laughs> he could be Uncle Rico. He can throw a football. But I'm always curious. I mean, yeah. for me. As I'm growing up, I think I'd, I'd like to be a pitcher in the major leagues. That would be that would. You be still want to be a pitcher? Yeah, in the well, major I'm still working at it. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, I got to get back on Twitter. They'll get my pitches out there. But mm, <laughs> I don't know. My window's getting smaller. I haven't given it up yet. But uh, the rookie. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, but anyway, that's interesting. So we'll have to keep that question yeah. in mind. Uh, you know, a couple more while we're at it. Uh, you know, peanut butter jelly or ham and cheese? Uh, peanut butter jelly, triple decker. Simpsons or Family Guy? Uh, South Park. Okay. But The Simpsons, if I had to pick. Uh, Paul or Gary Gate? Gary. Yeah. We do a lot of this fun stuff at camp. We're just carrying it over into the yeah. podcast. We, My apologies, but That's good. it's always good. Find out more about these great players. <laughs> so, anyway, once again, challenge, keep up the great work. Looking forward to hearing from you again. Thank you. All right. That was Challen Rogers, captain of the Toronto Rock. We'll take a short break here on Toronto Rock Total Access and be back to wrap it up with a little viewer mail coming up. Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. Mike Hancock and Colin Doyle here to wrap up uh, this week's podcast. Great chat with Challen Rogers there. Um, talking about a little bit of everything. So that was uh, a nice change of pace, wasn't it? I agree. He's fun to talk to. It's I think uh, well, a lot of these guys are fun to talk to. They obviously mm-hmm. got they're locked in on the cross, but it's fun to hear a little bit about you know outside interests and stuff. So uh, he's probably been uh, beat to death with the lacrosse stuff. Obviously, as this team continues to roll and he continues to be the captain of it, he'll get a lot of that. So we got to keep enticing him to come back. So it was great to hear it. I hope the fans, I hope the fans appreciate that. And if there's other things you want us to ask or guess, obviously put them in an email. Get them to us. Okay, so do we want to jump into that right now? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so we had a we had an email come to us from Matt uh, Matthew. Sorry, um, he kind of directs this stuff to Colin. Not kind of, but totally. <laughs> 
said, I was just hoping you guys could talk about the face-off strategy of the Rock this past week against Halifax. We got this email back after the Halifax game, but we're just uh, jumping into it now. They went full-blown defense, leaving no one on the offensive side. To him, it seemed like a grave mistake. Halifax seemed to have a much better chance of getting the ball, regardless of which side it went to, and it ended up being true with the Rock only winning two of 24 face-offs. Having not seen Halifax play, are they some beast in the face-off circle, or was this just something else? I'd like to hear what you have to say on this. They are a beast. End of story. We don't have anybody that can beat their draw guy. Best to protect your own end. Don't give anything up. And we talked about it um, following that game. We did actually. On how you, much yeah, we, Jake Withers. Yeah, yeah on was, how much we believed possession off the draw made a difference in the game. Uh, neither one of us really leaned on the side that it did have an overly important impact on the game, and that was proof in that game in particular. But as luck would have it, Halifax is on the slate here this Friday, so we shall see again. But the point is they put all four people back so that – uh, when they lose the draw, um, which was, I think, 27 out of 29 times or whatever the numbers were, uh, nothing leads to a fast break. You have your end protected, and you just get into your defensive set. You make sure you got the right guys on the floor. So uh, in both of our opinions, uh, if you're not going to win the draw uh, because this withers is so good, you concede and you protect. So that's what they did. It worked out well. Uh, don't get overly upset if they do it again this weekend. Uh, and then he just he had a few nicknames for guys we'll just throw out here. Let's hear him. Uh, Brad Cree, he says uh, Cree Fence. Playing off the rhyme. D okay, yeah, I get no, I get uh, it, Mike. Thank you for the explanation, <laughs> though. Thank you. Dan Craig, licensed to kill. 007, yeah, double oh seven. Okay, yeah, I like it. Uh, he and, should wear seven. And uh, <laughs> you ready to give it up? <laughs> Pull it down from the rafters. Yep. Good point. Okay. Well, we can make him double oh seven. Ooh. First, that would be slick. Okay, and last, Dan Dawson, the Jolly Giant. Not after last week. No, right? Not so Jolly Giant. He had had enough. He had had enough. So the not so Jolly Giant. Yeah. Okay, I like those. Keep them coming. And yeah, and then just wraps it up by saying, looking forward to the podcast and always game night. Big fan, Colin. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. There There aren't many of you left, so I do appreciate it when we hear it. (laughs) Come on. Um, okay, so that's one part of the mailbag. The other part, Robbie Hellyer brought up himself. He asked the question, you know, was he Toronto's longest tenured professional athlete? Um, who recently left town that made him think about well, this? He, Marsh. He figured Marsh was before Marsh him. was, yeah. But then I thought there was somebody else. Uh, bu- 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 oh, because he brought up Morgan Riley. Um, and the other one is Jonathan Osorio. Sorry if I'm butchering that name with TFC. And and then, yeah, Kyle Lowry is the next longest. So is Robbie number one? And Sorry, I'm just trying to think. Robbie is number one, but I'm trying to think up the year for Lowry. Was it 2012? He I believe came this on the is scene? his seventh year. I thought I heard that. For Lowry? I, maybe it was his seventh All-Star appearance. Maybe I'm Yeah, wrong. I think it was sixth or seventh All-Star, yes. Don't, if, speaking on that, don't you think the NLL ought to do an All-Star game again? Let's take logistics out of it. July 2012, Lowry arrived in Toronto. Robbie's first season was 2011 with the Rocks. So, yes, Robbie is number one. There you go. In your programs, in your hearts. Not in your programs, sorry, in your heart. This is an interesting topic, and, again, I don't want to get us off topic, but the the NBA All-Star game I feel like was a massive hit, and I always feel like the NHL All-Star weekend's a dud. So where does the NLL fall into this? Is this something that people want well, to see? Well, the NBA changed the format of their game this year. But, they did, right? and, and it was well-received. Yeah, and uh, sorry, just quick shout-out to Mikey Perrin, who pulled that article up Thank you, uh, Mikey. from the Toronto Star back in December, sent that to us with them recognizing Kyle Lowry as the longest-tenured athlete in Toronto and not mentioning... The real professional athlete. The, I, yeah, we get it. The Rocks' uh, Robbie Hellier. Doug Smith was uh, the sports reporter for the Toronto Star that wrote that. Uh yeah, the All-Star game, I I don't know. Skills competition is tough, I think, if you're trying to put some other window dressing around a weekend in terms of the All-Star game. Um, it's also, I, I don't think in recent years when there was an NLL All-Star game that they actually took a break from the schedule. Well, that has to happen. Like I, I think, said, take logistics out of it. Yeah. Assume you can put a weekend aside and build up an All-Star game. I was part of many. Uh, 
sometimes the skills competitions were a lot of fun and well received by the fans if the right skills were uh, on display and the players were into it, which yeah. is always you know difficult. Um, but the game itself, I, I felt like I've been a part of a lot of really good and fun All Star games, and I think. You know, as you get older, they're less, obviously, less exciting. And, you know, the travel on a weekend off and all those things take part. But I think it's good for the stars of the game to get together, for the fans of different cities to see it. So, you know, I don't know. I'm a, I am think it should be back. I really do. And even if it wasn't um, off all weekend, if it was games only Friday, uh, All-Star game Sunday afternoon, and that was it, I think I could get, uh, get on board with that. You know, fan balloting is such a key thing now. It's such an easy way to involve fans. Yeah. And I just think there's so many ways to do it, and there's so much star power in the league. Where would you put it? Would well, you put it in a, a non-NLL city? Absolutely, if you wanted to try that route. But I also think it's a nice reward for season ticket holders and fans of the game in certain cities to to get that one night a year where they might get to cheer for the East or for the West or however it's broken up. For, for players, they probably generally don't. Um, and it's a good opportunity for players in, in a less contact position to show. Um, you know, I've always been a big fan of a shootout. It's an opportunity to throw a shootout into there. There's a lot of neat things you could do. But I just think uh, either way you go, put it in a new city that's potentially looking at a team or putting it in a, putting it in a city that, uh, you know, has a great fan base. I, I don't care. You know, it was fun to do if you did it right and you remove the games and any travel headaches and stuff like that, and you can make it work for the players. Uh, I think it's something they should look at bringing back. Cause I think I'm trying to remember when the last one was it 2012 in Buffalo. Yeah. I think was probably the last one. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. And, and if there again, was one since I don't think there has been 2011 was turning stone casino. Yeah. Which, and a lot of these bring back horrible travel. memories because the, I, I'm going to tell you some stories we were lucky. next week. Okay. Yes. I'll tell you next week about some of the, that was a, that was beautiful because we had an owner that was able to provide that. Yeah. And we, again, we'll touch on this next week, but every all-star game I ever went to, the travel was horrible and maybe never want to do it again, but the yeah. game itself was a lot of fun. So I, again, if they can re- carve out the time to do it right for the players, I think it's something that the whole league can benefit from, but we won't drag it out today. We'll talk a bit about the, the story on the uh, airplane, the East team, most of the East team coming from Toronto to Calgary. So I'll touch on that next week. It's quite a story. Oh, I think I've heard this story before. And it's, I'm sure you it's have. a little bit scary. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. That will be a reason to tune in next week. It is uh it's an interesting tale for sure. Uh, so coming up this week, the Toronto Rock take on the Halifax Thunderbirds Friday at six o'clock Eastern. Okay. So seven o'clock Atlantic, it's going to be six o'clock Eastern. So an early start, on Friday night, so zip home from work and uh, dial it up. It is the game of the week, so you can watch it on Twitter, Facebook, BR Live, all for free. So there is no reason to not be able to access this game on Friday night at 6 o'clock. Even if you're on the train coming home, dial it up on the old phone and watch it, uh, you know, entertain yourself on the the ride home, NLL Game Day Live actually starts at 5.30, so you can watch that. You can watch the pregame show uh, on the way home. Uh, who calls their games out there? Who does their call? It's actually Pete Dalladay and Pat Gregoire. So Pete Dalladay, who's uh, from Peterborough, calls a lot of the Lakers games up there, a lot of them being, I think, all of them. <laughs> and uh, Pat Gregoire, who does color actually on the Oakville Rock games here uh, in the Halton area. So he'll, he's the color guy on – uh, the Halifax Thunderbirds broadcast. So two Ontario guys out there doing them. Looking forward to it. They Looking do a forward good to job. seeing a great game. This is uh, there's a lot at stake here, and let's hope the rock, the rock keep rolling. Massive. And as we talked about the season series, the Rock can lock this up. There's still one more matchup between these two teams at the end of April. Get it out of the way. Exactly. It'll be the last game of the season for the two teams. Uh, April 25th, I believe, is the game date in Halifax again. So uh, to get this one now and get it out of the way and win that season series and then have a chance a couple weeks later to do the same against Buffalo on March 13th here in Toronto. Uh, Some massive, massive games coming up on the schedule. Get tickets for everything here in Toronto. There's four games, four home games left. We still have the four game pack on sale. Sorry, jumping around a lot on this stuff, but torontorock.com slash tickets. You can get the same seat for every game and uh, get a pretty good deal on it too. If you want to jump into a, uh, a four game pack. So, Back to the game. Toronto very good against Halifax in the one head-to-head meeting. What are your expectations for same. Friday's matchup? Absolute same. I, I believe uh, defensively we could dictate pace again, uh, make time and space really hard for them to get. 
because of our athleticism. Um, I, I expect us to run a little bit, get some in transition. And again, I, there's no reason for me to expect anything but what Nick's given us in the net. And then again, the offense just generate uh, kind of how they've been generating through Robbie, be better on the power play, hopefully get some opportunities because of their speed up front and uh, the way we can play as a team, get some, some penalties and score on the power play. So I don't see a reason for anything to change. I am curious from a fan's perspective to see if there'll be a small rock following out there because I would be willing to guess that for the lacrosse community in Halifax up to this point, their favorite team for most of them might've been the rock. Yeah. So I'm curious to see if some of the, if some of the fan base, uh, this might be a pretty exciting matchup for some of them, having never been able to see their team without having to travel to see them. So I'm always curious of that. Uh, so I think it will be neat to see that. But I, I expect the Rock to win the game. I don't expect them to have it handed to them. Uh, but I, I think uh, in a hard-fought 12-10 win. 12-10. Let's not do this again because we haven't been doing it. We've been we have not that. been picking The Rock are going to win, I certainly <laughs> hope. How's that? I hope the Rock yeah. win. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I, I feel the same way. I think uh, laid the groundwork uh, and can kind of hopefully go and execute a similar game plan as they did here uh, a few weeks ago in Toronto and get another win and be sitting in a pretty good spot here as we push towards the end of February and then a, a, just a massive matchup in, in Sask on the 29th uh, in a very tough, loud building to play in uh, against the Rush. So lots of good stuff coming up on the calendar again Friday, 6 o'clock. And we should mention, and we haven't done this early in the podcast, and we apologize for that. And I left it till the end last week as well when I was uh, flying solo. But we haven't talked too much about Tom Schreiber and Adam Jones, and we've had a lot of questions on social and whatnot about their injury status. And the reason why there hasn't been a lot to talk about is because there isn't a lot to talk about right now. They're both still on the injured reserve list and no definite time for their return just yet. Uh, as time passes... They get closer. That's kind of uh, really all that uh, is available right now in terms of news. But, uh, you know, as of right now, as of us recording the podcast here, they're both still on the injured reserve and uh, nothing has really changed there with uh, being able to set a firm return date for either guy. But uh, we hope the sooner the better. Yeah, here's to open. Certainly won't hurt to get Elon of them back. So yep. get well soon. But obviously the Rock feel comfortable making sure they're ready and not having to force them back, which with a different record may look totally different. And yeah. we all know what kind of trouble that can lead to. So this is good news. Uh, let's just wait this thing out, make sure they're both healthy when they get back. Uh, we're all going to make the assumption the offense will be even more potent. Yep. Absolutely. All right, that'll be wrap things up. Don't forget to get your tickets for the next couple of games uh, in Rock City coming up March 8th and March 13th. You can visit torontorock.com slash tickets or give our office call here at 416-596-3075 and talk to an account rep and get those tickets and become a part of it all. It's been uh, pretty awesome down there the last few games, and uh, the fans have been treated to some great lacrosse and some wins and some pretty epic performances from some of the guys. So in the meantime and in between time for Colin Doyle, I am Mike Hancock saying... Chat next week.